Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from Bangalore, India, Tina Vinod. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Tina is a diversity, equity, and inclusion strategist and consultant. She's the founder of Diversity Simplified, an organization with a vision to help workplaces and communities overcome barriers to adopt and operationalize high-impact diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies, practices, programs, and communications. Tina also continues to consult with ThoughtWorks, a global technology consultant com consultancy company where she was leading the DEI function both globally and in India for many years. So Tina, given your amazing journey, Tell me a little bit about uh, what got you interested in DEI. Uh, thank you so much, um, Ashutosh, for having me here. And uh, it's wonderful that I can share my journey and my learnings um, with everyone who is your audience. Um, so um, can I talk about my journey um, very, very briefly? I think for many of us, our professional and our personal journeys are in tandem, right? And growing up in India in the 80s and 90s and seeing the huge gender disparity and inequity, mm -hmm. the stereotyping and biases that existed right from, you know, our families to our ecosystem, our society, the media, the movies we watched. I think um, many, many girls and women of that age would definitely have been affected by um by what they have seen and experienced. Mm. I also think as a country, there is so much of disparity even between the class, the economic, social and economic uh, biases that exist within, mm. within a country like ours. And um, and I have been a huge, uh, you know, um, I read a lot. Mm. I, uh, I spend a lot of time um, exploring new topics and subjects. And I think that has been my journey. I also have... Um, um, you know, my mother was a mental illness patient and was diagnosed with, um, you know, um, with uh, depression, mm -hmm. clinical depression very early on when both me and my sister were around nine and 10. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, being caregivers at that very young age, I think, has, has been a very different experience wow. for us. Mm -hmm. um, my father passed away when we were very young. So we were primarily caregivers of our mother. She passed away recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but that journey itself has been very, very different as to as to how that role changes and how you you look at you know enriching your own lives mm. uh, through that entire journey. And it hasn't been easy, but I can't say it's been too tough as well when I see all the other things that exist in this world around us. It's so amazing. I know my mother had dementia at a much much later stage in life, and the doctor always said that the most important thing is to look after the caregivers. And you and your sister were caregivers when you were only eight. My goodness. Uh, so, Tina, let's talk about uh, DEI. What got you interested in the subject of DEI that you decided to make a career in it? Yeah. Um, so I've spent the last, I think, uh, 20 years um, 20 plus years working in ThoughtWorks and um, and I recently, you know, I'm consulting with them. I'm no longer an employee, mm -hmm. but, and I've also started Diversity Simplified, which focuses in the DEI space. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that um, 
that when I look at diversity, equity, and inclusion as something that we, we can bring to our workplaces, mm -hmm. that entire journey happened in ThoughtWorks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if you if you look at ThoughtWorks as an organization, there's been a huge focus on um, on one, you know, um, bringing technology for good and promoting social and economic justice through technology. Mm -hmm. But also there is um, a huge focus around, around equitable work places for all, especially gender equity. Mm -hmm. um, so I started that journey early on in ThoughtWorks because I was one part of the seeding team in India mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to work very closely in the social impact function within mm -hmm. the organization and was leading the function for many years. And uh, when the opportunity came to take on the role of DEI uh, for India, I think that was something I was so, so excited about. And that is something I, in fact, proposed to the management saying and the leadership saying, uh, this is something I want to do. And I really hope I get the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. And that spiraled the whole journey in this space. Um, I do think organizational culture plays a big role in and, and the leadership and the purpose and values of the organization plays a big role in, mm -hmm. in sort of creating the roadmap for DEI in an organization. And I think I've had the privilege of being part of this organization. And, um, you know, and the vision of its founder was also around equitable workplaces and how do we build technology that's also equitable. Well said. Right? Um, so that's how I started uh, my journey. And based on the amazing experience you've had in this area, what would you say are some of the more important, I think more important is the wrong word, but what are some of the inequity challenges faced by women and minority, minorities in, in, in our country and the world? Um, <laughs> there is so much of inequity. What do we talk about? I was recently uh, part of a conversation um, by the Aspen Foresight Group, mm. uh, where they had invited um, a few different people from different, um, you know, areas of focus. Um, and we had met to talk about two topics. One is um, the changing demographics, geopolitics, mm. and how the changing population is impacting our world today. And the other was around climate change, technology, AI, chat GPT. So it was very, very interesting conversations. And um, and we all know that today, India is the most populous country in the world. Right. Um, and, um, and inequity exists, whether it is gender. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes I feel we live in the cities in our own bubbles and mm. we think, oh my God, it's so safe. Our girls are able to travel out alone late in the night. Mm. There are cabs, it's being trapped. It's been tracked and, you know, but inequity exists. There's not access to technology is is so, um, you know, it, there is a huge disparity in access for technology. And um, and across whether it's socioeconomic conditions or whether it is access to education or technology or whether it is access to drinking water, mm. there are huge issues that are there. But in the context of diversity, equity and inclusion, I think, and and in the space that I work in, um, technology can be a great enabler and a right. game teacher if used in the right way. So right. Uh, hmm. I do see that happening as well. Very interesting. And, you know, you worked with ThoughtWorks. My question to you is, what are, the what are some of the important things a leader can do to enhance inclusion in their organization? Um, when you look at inclusion within the organization, I think it's very important to understand how a leader can bring vulnerability and their lived experiences into the workplace. 
a lot of times I think there is this whole um, masculine aspect of leadership. It says a leadership, a leader has to be tough. Mm. A leader has to be strong. A leadership, uh, a leader should take tough decisions. Mm. So you don't really see the the softer aspects of what you can bring to the workplace. Right. And so um, I I do think values that a leader carries becomes very, very important. So whether it is, you know, equity within the organization, whether it is issues of equal opportunity, mm. pay parity, whether it is issues of access and equal, um, you know, good policies and programs, mm. uh, a leader plays a very, very, I think a very, very important role as an executive sponsor for change. Mm. Um, in ThoughtWorks, I have seen how leaders can can really be the game changers when it comes to driving equity and inclusion within an organization. And um, if you see organizations that have exec sponsorship for mm. DEI, you will see that the programs and the way they look at diversity, equity, and inclusion within the workplace mm. and how it intersects with other issues like the markets they tap into, the type of hiring they do, mm. or um, the CSR or ESG initiatives, you would see that the whole aspect is very different because they look at it with a holistic lens. Mm. Um, so it is almost a business priority. It is also a business priority, and it is something that is important for your organization, your people, and your culture. So it doesn't, it doesn't, is not siloed in a HR focus only. Well said. Great response. Thank you. So, you know, uh, Tina, I've been speaking to many, many women leaders from around the world. And I've often heard that while a lot of women leaders now have a place in boardrooms, they don't yet have a voice. So there is diversity, but there is not enough inclusion. I'd love to get your perspectives. It is true that, um, you know, you see, um, even when you see an increase of women in the workforce, it's always at the junior, the grad level and the mm. mid levels, mm. right? You see a lot of women drop out mm. also because they are the primary caregiver. So you would see that pattern. And when we study data within organizations or we look at research trends that are there, mm. we do see a huge dropout of women at the mid-career level, mm. primarily because of caregiving reasons, either for their children um, or for uh, caregiving of older people in the house, mm. right? So that's a pattern that you see. So you miss out on, on a lot of women who can potentially be leaders long term. Mm. Mm. Um, so that is one pattern. And we have also seen during the COVID, a lot of women quit the workforce, right? Yeah. And um, there was also a lot of silent quitting. But mm. one of the things we've also seen as a recent trend is that women care about advancement, care about moving ahead in their careers. And when they do not get that opportunity, you see them quit that organization and move to an organization where they are recognized, mm -hmm. they're given better roles, and they're given higher responsibility and a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Now, um, that trend will take years to change, and we know that. But one thing that organizations can do is to look at leadership representation, mm -hmm. not just of women, but an intersectionality as well, right? right. Do you have representation from an underrepresented community? Mm. Do you have representation from a person with disability or the LGBTQ plus community mm. as well? Mm. So you should look at that lens of inclusion in your leadership team because data and research says that the more diverse your leadership team is, the more successful your business is. Mm. 
And um, and I don't think it's something that we can ignore. Now, what can organizations do to in ensure? I think it is something that is long-term and it's a huge investment that leaders and organizations need to make right from you know uh, mentorship programs to leadership development programs to support uh, to ensuring that you know there is a lot of role models within the organization mm -hmm. so that they get the right support and the vision to to uh, make that happen um it's still a long long way away and we know that and i mm -hmm. think organizations who focus on having more diversity at the leadership level mm -hmm. i think will bring about change in the society at large but you know tina one of the other things that i'm wondering is that while there is a lot of awareness of uh, dei in the corporate world what is it like in, in in the communities that we live in with with the state governments, central governments in the society? Uh, see, there are quite a few policies today, and um, I was I was just talking to two professors this morning, and they were talking about how um, gender equity is a huge agenda of the government today, mm -hmm. right? Especially with um, with the elections coming up, but you would see that opportunity is there only for a small section of of um of our society right. the educated the the ones that have opportunity but there's a huge section of the society that does not have the opportunity and the primary caregiver role is something that is hugely rampant especially in in smaller cities and in rural india mm -hmm. and that narrative needs to change by how we look at educating our girls and i think that is the biggest investment that you can do in educating our girls. Mm. And yesterday was uh, the National Girl Child Day. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I cannot tell you how important education is. And in the context of what organizations and go can do, organizations have huge CSR and ESG budgets. Mm. And um, if they can invest that in programs and in both governmental and uh, you know nonprofit-led organizations mm. programs, to educate the girl child, I think that would be a huge game changer. Mm, I think it's also a psychological, it is it is cultural shift that needs to happen. There's a lot that needs to happen, but even moving the maternity leave from three months to six months has been a huge way of, re of retention of women uh, in the workplace. And, and, and I think there is a lot of positive change, but there's a country as large as ours, I think there is a lot more to do. I agree. But again, based on your experience and all the work that you are doing through Diversity Simplified, where does accountability lie? <laughs> accountability lies with, with the leadership. Um, but I think if you're a smart leadership team, you would make your, your entire organization on the DEI agenda. Uh, I often say this, this is not a HR agenda. This is not your leadership agenda. Mm. If you care deeply about the space and if you want engagement and you want investment, you make your people own the agenda of DEI. The more you own it and you set the rules, mm. you are only going to get dissent. But if you make it an inclusive process where you get your employees to also participate in the decision-making of DEI, there would be huge change. And uh, and uh, this is something I've seen in action in ThoughtWorks and I've seen it also in other organizations. So to be honest, I think when I started consulting, I've been, I've been uh, pleasantly surprised by how much organizations are doing in the DEI space and how much more potential is there. Correct. And yet, you know, I was speaking to some global leaders on my podcast and I asked them, 
And they said, oh, we've put policies in place at the board level. Now the CHRO has to go and implement it. So I was a little surprised to hear that kind of a comment. Um, you know, policies a lot of times are driven by mandate, right? Like, okay, this is yeah. uh, this is something that needs to be done because it's mm. a mandate by the government, by whoever mm. makes the rules. Um, but organizations can go beyond that. Um, a simple example would be your uh, prevention of sexual harassment in the workplace policy pertains mm. to only women. But you can make it a gender neutral policy and you can right. say it includes everyone. It's for men. It's for the people from the LGBTQ plus community. But right now, that broadening of scope is in the hands of the organization. Mm. Even before the three month, uh, you know, when the three month maternity leave policy was there, ThoughtWorks had a policy for maternity leave for six months. We introduced it almost two years before it became a mandate. Mm. Um, uh, so there is a lot that organizations can do to bring about shift and changes. And I have seen organizations do that. There are so many organizations that are bringing about shift and changes, including the manufacturing industry. Mm. Um, and so that shift will yeah. happen, but I'm sorry, it's not a CHR, a CHR's <laughs> agenda, right. it I is the leadership you. agenda. Absolutely. And uh, shifts happen also because people demand it. Mm. Uh, a lot of times policies come in place because there is a requirement, you see there is a need and then you make that happen, whether it's policies, whether it's a program like a leadership development program, or it can be simple things like starting an employee resource group. Correct. You do need uh, inputs from the people. Well said. Uh, Tina, you also said, uh, spoke a little bit about technology. How can technology support uh, DEI across multiple, you know, organizations, societies, communities, etc.? And the converse of that question is will technology create that make the divide even greater <laughs> there's a lot of conversation happening about chat gpt right and yeah. um, and oh my god is it going to take away our jobs um, already you know with the recession and uh, and the predicted um, you know cost cuts that are happening and um, there is there is so many so many challenges that are existing especially for the younger folks yeah. today and mm. um, um, so yes Technology can be a great enabler, like I said before, um, you know, right from the healthcare, um, you know, AI can uh, is great when it comes to right from uh, technology to detect cancer cells, right? Uh, there is there is a huge change in how technology can be used for positive social change, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's education or whether it is access to even simple solutions, mm -hmm. uh, technology plays a great role, but there are, there is bias. And a lot of times, especially with AI, um, uh, these inputs come in from, from people and people make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so it's always good to look at uh, technology as an enabler and not a solution by itself. Um, uh, you know, the disparity that's there in access to technology itself is, is a big question in countries like India and Africa. And, uh, and so looking at how we can bridge that gap and ensuring technology is available for all, I think, should be one of the biggest areas of focus for countries like India. Well said. So, Tina, I have time for three more questions for you. My next question is in a country as big as ours, which is so culturally diverse, what is the impact, in your opinion, culture has on DEI? Yeah. 
So I often talk about the, uh, when I talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion and bringing and how all of us have our individual identities, mm. I talk about three that are uh, three areas or three lenses that we focus on. Mm. Uh, and one is the personal lens, um, mm. which is our lived experiences, where we come from, what are our learnings? What is like, you know, I spoke about how I was a caregiver for, for my parent who had, a, you know, um, a depression, clinical depression. And so that lived experience, how it influenced me later on in my life is something that that makes me a person, right? But there is also the fact that our culture, Indian lens, especially in the context of India, what are the different things and nuances that happen, right? If I come from a South India, Versus if I come from a Northeast mm. state, how does that influence me? How confident I am? Um, and, and I often, one of the examples I, I talk about is how bias can play a huge role, right? Mm. In, in, in impacting opportunities that are, that are available or the, or, you know, some of the challenges and the discrimination people face. I remember um, one friend telling me about an incident that happened in Delhi, mm -hmm. where um, where uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, some of our Northeastern uh, Indians were called, um, you know, Chinese mm -hmm. uh, and said, go back to China, you brought COVID to India. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so and so these, these are things that continue to influence us, religion, caste, mm -hmm. uh, social and economic status, um, uh, I think are, are big, 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 areas that and there is intersectionality right if i'm a person with disability i'm a woman and i am and i belong to the scheduled caste the discrimination and the disparity i face is going to be very different if mm. i'm a woman from with an educated background and i'm not a person with disability and i'm a cis woman mm. right so that itself so gender cannot be treated with the same lens mm. and um, and i think in a country like ours it's very, very important that government bodies that um, are, um, are, you know, leaders bring, ensure that some of these disparities are not brought forth mm -hmm. and constantly spoken about and, uh, and widening the gap of, of some of these disparities, I think is, 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 is shameful, especially with all the advancements that, that we as a country have made. Uh, diversity can be a huge, 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 um, you know, advantage to us. If you use it in the right way. Well said. And my last question to you, Tina, uh, is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation, based on your own journey, your all your learnings, um, everything that you've done in the area of DEI, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away? Okay, so three lessons. Um I would say, um, I okay, let me think about this a little. Mm -hmm. Three lessons would be, um, a lot of times we, you're talking about my lessons, right, Ashutosh? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So I um, I would say a lot of times we, we talk about what our environment or what our society or what benefits and opportunities we've had based on the, the surroundings around us and what's mm -hmm. been was mm. but i think we often fail to question what are what are we doing in our individual capacity mm. and i think that is the primary thing what is what am i doing in my yeah. individual capacity um uh, you know when i uh, when i was thinking about doing something different in the di space and yeah. not working for an organization mm. 
I really, when I when I started Diversity Simplified, I said, what different are we going to do as an organization mm. that's going to bring a different lens to DEI, mm. not only to our workplaces, but to the society at large. Right. And I think that's that's one big lesson that I have. I being the most the youngest country in the world today and the Gen Zers that are hitting our workplace and the alpha gen who are so influenced by tech technology and, and everything else around around what technology can offer. Mm. I think one big thing would be to look at how we can positively look at um look at bringing in the change, the mm. inclusion and um, and the mindset of embracing everyone with this mm. with this um you know with this generation mm. if you see this generation they talk less about about differences they talk less about Correct. about religion they talk less about caste mm. but what they do talk about is is uh, technology they talk about how we embrace each other they talk mm. about uh, not being restricted by barriers of either your education or where you come from so mm. i think there's so much to learn from from this absolutely. generation absolutely um today and I think the third one for me would be um, would be um, would be the shift that's happening with with mm. AI and uh, and mm. everything that it has to offer. I think mm. when the conversations around Chat GPT is happening, and I was part of this conversation around yeah, where do we see ourselves twenty years from now? Mm. Uh, and um, and I think technology is going to be such a huge influencer. Correct. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to, what is it going to take away from us? Is it going to take away the way we interact as human beings? Is, going to, is it going to take away the way we connect as humans? Is it going to take away everything that, that we think we require as humanity, right? The people touch. If everything is going to go remote, if mm. everything is going to be driven by technology, then what is happening to humanity mm -hmm. and everything that humans bring mm -hmm. uh, to to our society, to our workplaces and beyond. So these are the three amazing. amazing. And on that note, Tina, and your three amazing lessons, first one you said was that always think of what am I doing in my individual capacity when it comes to DEI. Second, you said was bring in change and inclusion as a mindset. I think that's so important. And the third one you said, which is so important, is learn about the shifts in technology with you know artificial intelligence, chat GPT, and so many other types of new things coming. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me about diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, thank you for giving me such amazing examples of how DEI is becoming so, so critical in our corporate world, in society, in government. Thank you for speaking to me Good luck to Diversity Simplified as your new uh, venture and all the very best. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. And uh, I hope, uh, you know, we get opportunities to meet and connect again. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.